Welcome to the 17th episode of Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. I am your host, Dr. Saran Nataki. Thank you for joining. Welcome to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. This podcast will address issues ranging from what is a phenomenal woman? Are you enough? Community service, paying it forward, the manifestation of dreams with words and action, the power in being a woman, the men who support phenomenal women, fashion, and much more. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. Today, I have a special, a very, very special guest, Mrs. Ebony Shield. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I'm very honored to have you. Uh, Mrs. Ebony Shield is a, a, a phenomenal woman. She is a wife, a mother, a daughter, and she also uh, has a, a very um, um, compassionate, requires a lot of compassion career as a school psychologist for secondary schools. And um, so, Ebony, why don't you share a little bit with my listeners about who you are? And uh, again, welcome. Well, again, thank you for having me. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm uh, a wife. I've been married for a very long time now, um, coming up on 18 years. Congratulations. Uh, I have four children. Thank you. I um, have four children, um, 16, almost 14, almost 10, and 6. And, yes, I'm a practicing school psychologist and have been also for quite some time, a little over 16 years. And just been just been helping people, working with people, and learning all along the way. Yeah, awesome. So, and I want to take a little bit of credit for for the baby. Um. <laughs> I certainly appreciate your motivation. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I did dream about him before he came. I dreamt yes. that he, she was going to have a baby boy, and um, and here he is. And it came to fruition. Yeah. And he yes, and he is here, and he is great. And I am so thankful that you had that dream, and that everything <laughs> came to me, and that God blessed us with him and uh, yes, yeah, awesome. a funny little guy and totally <laughs> different from my from my girl so it's an experience I, I wouldn't change in the world yeah mommies and sons are very a very special relationship so I'm <laughs> glad you have it <laughs> yeah okay well so Ebony um I would I'm gonna ask you a, several questions that I ask all of my guests and then we'll get into some of the more detailed questions that I have for you specifically so um, the, the first being, um, what does it mean to you to be a phenomenal woman? Well, I think when we think of phenomenal women, um, at least for me, I constantly think of women who have been on these larger stages or have, you know, set their footprint in the world on a, on a larger scale. And they are phenomenal women, and I'm appreciative of all the things that women have put into place before me. Mm -hmm. But of course, as I've become older, I've learned to to know and to recognize that the phenomenal women are also those everyday women, those women who are moms, who are wives. But what makes them phenomenal is their ability to just do what's necessary all of the time, mm. and finding a space 
even though it may be difficult, but finding a space to, to push through anything and to, and to get things done. So when I think of, of phenomenal women, I think of, um, quite honestly, like a lot of my peers who are experiencing the same thing that I'm experiencing right now, being a mom, being mm-hmm. a wife, balancing work, um, still trying to find time for yourself, still trying to maintain a relationship with the creator. Just, you know, those are, those are things that I, that I now do as characteristics of phenomenal women. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. I think, you know, especially when you're talking about, um, what did you say? Um, the ability to do what's necessary all of the time. That's, that's pretty deep. And being a wife, a mom, and, a, and also balancing a career like you mentioned, it does take a lot of skill. Like it, you, you tap into skills you didn't even think that you had <laughs> to be able to really manage all of that. Exactly. Something. Yeah. Absolutely. You do. You do. You know, you, I've learned and I'm still learning. I still have so much work to do. Oh my goodness. But still, like you mentioned, you learn and you do things that you would have never expected. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you learn to, to, to manage tasks in a different way. You know, I've always been someone who outlines things, put it together. I have the schedule set. I'm on it. I'm on it. And then, you know, you learn, okay, that's not going to work in this situation. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you come up with some other creative ideas. And, and you know what? Sometimes you don't come up with anything. You're just sitting in the middle of the floor dumbfounded. Like, how did this happen? What what just took place? And now you're trying to pick up the pieces and, and put it back together. So, mm-hmm. Amen. Definitely, you know, so, yes, yeah, so just like, you know, always a, always a work in progress. Always mm-hmm. a work in progress. Yeah, for sure. Especially having children, you know, at the various in the various ages that you have and you have a teenager and then you have a little one. So you're, you're trying to manage two different, several different phases of life and, and do it well. <laughs> now that, that alone is a, is a huge challenge. So, um, yeah. yeah. So when you think about, um, the phenomenal women in your life, who would you say they are? I know you mentioned your peers, but, um, you know, who, who would be the phenomenal woman in your life? You know, I think, again, um, you know, the, the obvious would be for me to, to commend my mom. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now being a mom and seeing some of the um, experiences that she had and to now understand them as a grown woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she, is, she is a phenomenal woman. You know, she um, lost her mother at a at a younger age. I would say at a crucial age. She was in her very early twenties, which was you know very early in her marriage. Had just had her first child, and you know to see my mom come to the space where she is now, you know, it's a it was a, it's an awesome thing. It's an awesome thing, and, and mm-hmm. uh, I just just to see her go through life right now so gracefully. Um, which I would never have understood as a teenager, which I did understand as a teenager. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. But as a as an adult woman now, you know, now I can I can see all of her experiences, and I say, wow, that's that's a phenomenal woman. Um, I, even even with uh, with my mother in law, um, she has taught me a lot of great things. You know, I I have a, a great relationship with her, and um, 
I've learned from some of her own experiences as well. Um, she has taught me quite a few things. But again, to see her resilient, to see both of them, both of, of them took care of their parents for extended amounts of time mm -hmm. that really tapped into their personal strength and having to do this while still working. And, and they, were, they were caretakers for their, their parents for years, you know, which was a blessing. But you can imagine that that's also taxing, you know, when it was 10, 15 years that you were the primary caregiver of individuals. So just, again, when I look at them and see the everyday task being taken care of, um, you know, they're, they're phenomenal women. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then the others, like I mentioned, are, are my peers, and I can never negate that um, from mm -hmm. some women that we know in common mm -hmm. um, to some of my, my personal um, friends, but just to see women overcome things, to see women um, just really go through the process of finding out who they are, what makes them phenomenal, you know, and even during those times when we're not feeling phenomenal, <laughs> yeah. um, just constantly seeing that it, it, it rejuvenates me. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of my peers who, who did things that I can even say today, I was afraid to do, mm -hmm. that I didn't do, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think about that all the time. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so proud of people around me. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, those are, those are the individuals that I think of. I, for me, the phenomenal women, what works for me, they have to be individuals that are in close proximity to me. Mm -hmm. I can reach out to you. I can, you know, whether that's literally physically touching you or picking up a phone call or sending a text. Um, but those are the phenomenal women in my life. They, they're, they're close. They're in my circle. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, you know, and you, and you say, you know, obviously my mom, it's not, unfortunately, some people don't have that, you know, experience. So that's a very rich and, and beautiful experience to be able to identify your mother off the top, you know, as the phenomenal woman in your life and then have such a, right. a positive relationship with your mother-in-law. Something that was, that's interesting, a little, a little off topic, but... Even with my mom and my mother-in-law, you know, of course, early in the, in the relationship with my husband and I, uh, this this idea from my mom, um, where she never felt slighted with my mother-in-law. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I called my mother-in-law mommy, mm -hmm. and I called my mom mama. That's, that's my mama. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but when you just, again, talk about the phenomenal women, you know, for, for my mom, what I love about her, you know, she, she recognized her importance to me. That didn't shift anything. It didn't change anything. So, you know, again, just that idea of phenomenal women, it's like we recognize our, our worth and it's not questioned. It's not, um, you know, people don't get intimidated by the presence of another phenomenal woman. So that was just a, just a side note, but that's something that I Yeah, no, that's very, very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's very important because um, when I can I can certainly see what you mean, you know, about um, being intimidated by the presence of someone else um, or feeling like someone else is stepping into your role. But your mom, she was confident in her role because she's phenomenal, <laughs> and mm -hmm. probably because she also um, had because she lost her mother at an early age, 
she may have recognized the benefit of you having that positive relationship with your mother-in-law because, you know, maybe that was an experience she had as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so when you talk about um, these women in your life and um, how would you say, do, have you adopted any of the characteristics that you see in those women around you um, into your own person? Is there anything that, you know, you, you look at and you say, wow, you know, and it really just had an impact, it, it imprinted upon you? quite a few things and some days you know it's a characteristic that I practice often and I'm I'm on it you know and there are some days where you forget about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you you go back and you think um, but when I think some general things um, when I think about a lot of the phenomenal women in my life a big one is um, is perseverance and that's one for me that I can say I, uh, you know, I'm with daily, you know, mm-hmm. because there are some days, like I mentioned, you know, you're on, you have to plan, you know who you are, you're feeling great, everything is taking place, and then there are some days where you say, you know, I don't know if I have the strength to, to get through this moment, Lord, please, like, something, I need a little bit more, I need a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's mm-hmm. a that's a big one. That is a big one. Um, one that another I constantly learn is patience. That characteristic, uh, yeah, that one, I'm, I'm, I continue to be a work in progress mm-hmm. <laughs> on that one. Um, and patience, and when I think about patience, I think a lot of times for many people, the thought goes straight to perhaps with my children. Uh, being patient with your children or, you know, being patient, even just in general, being patient with others. And that all is true. And I definitely could continue to improve with that. But I think um, a big part of patience for me is even patience in progress. Mm. And that sometimes, uh, hey, sometimes I want things in the immediate. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't happen that way. And you know, to have that patience to know that things will take place when they need to, to have that perseverance to push through in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but patience is, a, is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that another big one is, uh, is faith. And, again, that is one um, that I can truthfully say, you know, has wavered. I've had personal things in my life that, has tested that <laughs> yeah um and um, but that is something that many of the phenomenal women that are around me maintain and they they um always speak of it mm-hmm. and speak on it and so that's that's another big one but i think that's you know, those are all characteristics yeah. that i try to embody that i try to exude mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So yeah, you, you you mentioned faith. Uh, well, those are all like very relevant, very amazing characteristics: perseverance, patience, and faith. Wow! And if we can all we can practice all three of them at the same time, like how great would we be? <laughs> you know, because awesome. you know? <laughs> so, uh, uh, oh my goodness, being able to persevere, especially as a parent, you know, you you go through things with your kids that 
Um, and the more you have, the greater it ups the ante. Like, you know, it's like, wow, okay. Um, you know, you make it with that one kid, it's easy, woo, you know, smooth sailing. You know, then the next one comes like, wait a minute, what, what, what? <laughs> then, what you know, right. yeah. And so, and it's just life, growing pains. They all grow differently. They're different people. And there are, um, we, we can only draw on our own experiences. So um, they are going to, they are going to have experiences that are different than our own. So when we stumble upon them, and we don't, we realize that in some instances, we really lack the tools at that moment to, to navigate it, you know, perfectly. So we have to learn as we go. And it's in that learning process where we really have to lean on the patience and the faith <laughs> and absolutely having those women around you is important because, you know, when you're dealing with things and you're having to, like you mentioned, our faith wavers. That is the beauty of that circle, right? So that circle is there yep. to say, okay, right now you may be feeling this way, but you know we got you. You know you you it's right. gonna you know we 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 have faith for you on your behalf. We are praying for you. We are wishing you well. We have all right. these positive vibes. So that's that's those are exactly. And, and let me say it's a it is a humbling experience to as you mentioned. Um, you know, when you're trying to use the tools necessary mm-hmm. to get through things. But it's a humbling experience when you realize in that moment that you don't have the tool. Yes. And it doesn't have to be intentional. It just is. Yeah. But, you know, to 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 be able to say, I don't know what to do. That's right. Or to be able to say, I don't I don't have that experience. This is a, this is unfamiliar territory. Mm-hmm. To ask for that help, whatever that that looks like, um, you know, and and I don't I, I don't want it to sound as if you're always talking about negative scenarios or you know ones that bring on more heartache or anything like right. that. It could be the most joyous thing. It could be just planning a birthday party right. and you say, you know what? But I've never done it. I have no idea what right. to do with that. Right. But just that that humbling experience again of being able to say, hey. I need to lean on you a little bit. Um, that's that's a that's a that's a good one. Yeah. So that, that's another that's another characteristic. I think uh, you know many of the women. I, for me, many of the women who have been around me, um, they all we all have different stories. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I can say for myself, you know, growing up, I, I had a, I had a, 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 a good upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't have any traumatic experiences and, mm-hmm. you know, didn't have the devastation of divorce, you know, mm-hmm. from my parents or, or anything like that. So, but I know that for the women who are in my circle, we have all kinds of stories. Yeah. And, you know, to be able, again, to learn from each other in all of it. And again, to just be humble enough to say, I, I don't know. I need your help on this. Yeah. Because I didn't experience that. I don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's another positive. Yeah. Yeah, Seg- that's a perfect segue into um, the next um, thing I'd like to talk to you about. So, um, as you mentioned, you've had some um, some challenges that you've had to overcome and really lean heavily on your faith, person, all of those things you talked about. You had to lean on them and your circle, right? So, your very close circle. So, um, I would like for you to you know, share with my listeners, like, what would you identify as one of the, the most major challenges um, that you have 
um, had to experience thus far in your life? Well, unequivocally, hands down. <laughs> um, and, mm -hmm. and because you're familiar with my story, mm -hmm. but um, the, the biggest challenge that I've had so far in my life is that I am a breast cancer survivor. And congratulations and on that. Thank you. Praise I God. certainly <laughs> appreciate that. Yes, mm -hmm. coming up on, on six years, July will be six years. Woo! Um, Yay! But yeah, <laughs> um, but for that experience to have happened, and under the circumstances that mm -hmm. it happened, mm -hmm. so uh, and I appreciate you you asking me about that, and you know, I clearly you know my my story, but um, let me start by saying it's a story that let's be honest. It, it is filled with, with sadness, with grief, um, with happiness coming out on the other side. Mm -hmm. But it was a process. It was it was up and down. And and I think a lot of times people think of, of that, that experience um, as really being isolated with the individual who has that medical condition. Yeah. But there are so many people that are impacted as well. And um, so for me, it was very, uh, it, you know, I can say it was tragic mm -hmm. in that this was completely unexpected. Mm -hmm. um, I was 37 mm -hmm. and had really just had my son. Mm -hmm. um, he was, um, I'd have to really think back, but he was either six or seven months old. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think things become a blur at some point. Yeah. Um, but here I had this, this infant baby that I was nursing, and um, all of a sudden he just decided to stop nursing. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know what that's about. But after baby number four, you know, a part of you was, was a little relieved of, hey, mm -hmm. I only mm -hmm. have to nurse for six months. All right, I'm good, you know. Um, and found a lump. But for me, I've always been in tune with my body, always, mm -hmm. even as a teenager. Um, because after I actually found my first lump when I was 15 mm -hmm. um, and had it removed, mm -hmm. but, you know, it was it was benign. But just to tell you how in tune I was with yeah. my body, and that's something that I, I encourage with my girls, all of that. But back to, to my diagnosis. Um, so when I felt this lump, it didn't alarm me initially because mm -hmm. I just stopped nursing and as you know, as women are familiar with that process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I thought it was just a process of my, my milk drying up and things like that and I, I'll, I'll give it some time to go away. And after about two weeks, two and a half weeks, it hadn't softened, it hadn't gotten any smaller. I'm thinking, no, mm -mm, let's, let's go get this checked out. Um, an aggressive type, especially for African-American women. Mm -hmm. um, that was her two positive, what they call her two positive. And um, to then start that process of what treatment will look like, um, the decisions to be made, I, you know, I was I was completely in a daze. No family history of this from from either side of my family. Nobody on my dad's side that that I knew of more in my immediate family, like my grandmother, my aunt, his direct sisters. The same on my mom's side, from my mom, on my grandmother, my aunt on, on that side, my mom's sister. 
nothing, 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 nothing. Um, so this was interesting, and this shook a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And when I say a lot of people, uh, clearly m- my husband, mm-hmm. um, my children were, were young. My oldest was, was 10 at the time. So she understood that, you know, that's the wonder- wonderful thing about babies because they still see the world through a, a lens that um, isn't jaded yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think they had an understanding, but not quite. Um, but my husband and I, we were very honest with our kids mm-hmm. about what was happening. They knew everything, even if they didn't quite understand it, but we didn't hide any of it. Yeah. Even, you know, what was going to take place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, again, you know, as I went through treatment, I was surrounded by all the phenomenal women in my life, um, you included, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but my mom, um, my mother-in-law, my husband, you know, my, my family and friends, mm-hmm. um, everybody surrounded me. And as I mentioned, you know, those, those three things, you know, with that, that perseverance, that patience, that faith, because all of it was either being questioned or um, being challenged in that moment. Mm-hmm. And for the next, um, next year, actually a little more than a year, yeah, that was a process of, of having to, to go through all of that. And um, as I mentioned, how it's a humbling experience to be able to say that I don't have the tools. Um, yeah. You know, people will say, but you, you know, you're, you're a psychologist or, or, you know, you understand how the mind works. Right. And you understand, you know, that will still shake you. And everything that you know <laughs> that you learned from some textbook is out the door because, um, you know, there is that moment of, of fear. Mm-hmm. There is that moment of doubt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you have to work through that, that process. Yeah. Um, and especially with, with the, the type of cancer that I had. And, you know, um, yeah, it was just, it was just a, a very interesting process and, and trying to determine, you know, which medical facilities and who to work with and, you know, do I really even want to go through with chemotherapy. Um, you know, I had to have a discussion with one of our close friends who, mm-hmm. who was a doctor uh, when radiation was recommended because, you know, initially I didn't know if that was something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I think of a big part that, you know, certainly this was the, the greatest challenge that I've had thus far in my life. Um, but I want people to take away from it are, are a couple of things. One, um, that it can happen to anyone. So to be aware and to to make sure you um, just learn learn about what's happening to you if that were to come up. Uh, two, um, it gave me a different a different view on life. Um, and sometimes <laughs> I still even fall short. Where you know sometimes when you're just upset, you're upset, yeah. and you know you for that moment. You don't you don't always say to yourself, "Hey, but you've overcome breast cancer, right. so this will be okay." Mm-hmm. You know, no, that's not my thought every day. Should it be? Perhaps I don't know, but it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, not how that human. always works. Mm-hmm. Exactly, I'm human. Um, but and then the the, the other part is um, to just that that experience 
like I mentioned, for, for the aspect of being humble, it opened me up to asking for help and to being able to say, I can't do it because that's never been one of my, um, that just hasn't been something that I was very accustomed to. Mm-hmm. I usually would take care of things myself. You know, I, I, as you've mentioned to me before, you know, being a strong individual and a lot of people see me who know me, they see me in that light and they see me in that manner. And I can say for the first time, that was a moment in time where I felt broken. Yeah. And it was hard to, you know, come from that to say, well, what happened to this, to, to this strong ebony, you know, that, that people know that, you know, um, you know, as, a, as an individual, it's like a self-perception. And so, yeah, that was a, that was a big challenge for me. That mm-hmm. was a challenge. So when you talk about being, um, you know, where people saying, where is the, the strong ebony, um, you know, there are, as women, we just, we have to give us, give ourselves some slack, you know, because there's times in my own life, even where, um, I've had to just let down the guard, just put down that, um, that shield that I carry around and the, you know, all the, the weaponry that I, I carry to like protect and defend my family and, you know, and all of that. And, you know, being the, the problem solver extraordinaire and, and all of those things and just put it down and say, I just, I, I need your help. I'm tired. I, I don't know what to do. I'm just, I, I have no clue what to do about this situation. And so, but when you do come out on the other side of it, there you are, you know, stronger than what you were. So there, there is the strong ebony, <laughs> you know, here you are, you know, it's, um, you are, you are here. This is it. You know, you're, you are still strong and stronger. Um, one of the things that I wanted to say to you too. So I remember, um, when, you know, I learned of your diagnosis and, uh, anyone who really knows me knows that I am the glass glass half full person. So I will, um, any situation, um, I jump to the, the light. Okay. There, there's the light. There's the light. Okay. We're going <laughs> to go to the light. We're going to hang out here and this is where we're headed, you know, which is a great thing. However, when you're de- dealing with someone that has, um, a life challenge as, as challenging as the one that you were dealing with, and you're trying to um, be of support, it's a very tricky road as a friend to really get that right, you know, to really get that right, right. To, to be, to give the support that in the way that it's needed, you know. And so I just want to okay. share this because um, for anyone else who finds themselves <laughs> in a situation where they're trying to support a friend through a really difficult time, um, and I want to openly apologize to you too, because, um, I, I remember the first, one of the first things I did, I sent you an article about a young lady who had gone through, um, her own cancer, uh, journey and she was, it was a really, you know, wonderful article, beautiful, um, about, you know, what Bye. her cancer taught her. And I sent it, I'm like, okay, you know, this will inspire her, you know, and I sent it to you. <laughs> 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 and, and, I, 
I and I think you hadn't even had surgery. You you were you were like at the very beginning of this journey, like just trying to put it all together. You know, looking at your kids, you and not to even, you know, um, dismiss the fact that you had just had a baby. Like you're still dealing with all of the hormonal fluxes just from being, you know, postpartum. You know, and right. And, right. and now this, you know, and here you get this article about, hey girl, you know. <laughs> This is what her cancer taught her. Are you about to go on this journey? You know, that's just like. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Read the article. Yeah, read the article. Um, and, you know, first of all, it was coming from the most sincere place, you know, but I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not too proud to say I got it wrong. You know, I apologize. Um, and hopefully I was able to, um, give you the support you needed, you know, as we went along, because I did realize along the way, like, that was not, that wasn't, girl, what are you doing? Like, she, she's right, not right. there, well, <laughs> you know. Well, see, well, see, this is why, again, you know, this makes you a phenomenal woman, it's because you know where your heart was, and it was never taken like that, um, you know, while I appreciate you recognizing that, you know, bigger thing was, I, you know, as a friend, I know your actions, and and it was appreciated. And to be quite honest and frank, it needed to happen. Um, and that was because I tell you, one of the best things through this process that someone said to me, and it actually was from my husband. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know if it's a saying or not. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I certainly hold on to it. And it was because I was I was emotional. I would be mad. You know, yes, I, you know, you have those moments with, with the creator where I'm like, really? Like, what have I done that was so bad? You know, you, you go through all of that. You yeah. go through those episodes of guilt. You go through those episodes of anger. You go through those episodes of sadness. And I have to say that I recognized um, what you were doing, and I, I did not take it um, in a negative light at all. So why I say it was necessary is because um, it said to me, and I was crying and crying and crying. He said, babe, you, you can cry. Cry. Do what you need to do. Cry. Like, but we will not vacation here. Mm, mm-hmm. So do mm-hmm. what you need to do. Pack it all up. But we have work to do. And I wouldn't be doing my job if I let you vacation here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for some... People might think like, "Oh my God, that's so mean," you know, or no, no. you know that you know that she just let her feel how she's feeling, and and in that moment, I was able to, but it was also a reminder that there is something on the other side of this, a reminder that to me, as I mentioned to you earlier, it's not just me. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband was impacted by this. You know. Tremendously. Yeah. My parents were impacted by this. You know, this is their baby girl. You know, they tremendously. My older brother, to this day, he still gets teary-eyed. Like, you know, um, my, my middle brother, everybody, my children, you know, it wasn't just me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you're doing that, like I said, just it was not, it was not, I know that it was not done in vain. And I actually appreciated it because... It, in addition to, even though, yes, it was in the beginning of the process, 
but it was a reminder, if nothing else, that there were still people there that were supporting me, that there were still people there who were thinking of me and praying for me. And it was a reminder of, hey, I know who you are. I know what, what God has created in you. I, I know the strength that you have. And while, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it may not feel it right now, I need you to get back to that space so that you can work through this. And so all of those were reminders of that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, and, you know, kudos to, to Russell, to your husband, for um, being able to have, be strong enough to tell you, strong Ebony, <laughs> look, um, <laughs> you know, shed your tears, but then we have to get to work. We have things that we have to do. And, um, I mean, you've chosen well. So, and I really, I really admire um how he supports you, you know, whenever I see the two of you together, it really does warm my heart to see a family, um, a black family that is thriving, supporting one another, having come through something like this together, survived it. Some people don't survive those kinds of challenges. They fall apart, but you didn't, Right. you know, you didn't, you stayed together. You you're, you're stronger as a unit and your children like the story that you tell about your mom being the phenomenal woman. Right. I can only imagine, you know, what they'll say about you um, if, if they're asked this question, you know, later in their lives. So. Right. Right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a crier and here, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Okay. I think this is the hey. third time I've cried on a podcast. Lord, <laughs> so I, gotta, I gotta pull it together. <laughs> Emotions are good things. Yeah. Emotions are good things. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so now that you're on the other side, um, mm-hmm. you've picked up some tools along the way, and you know, God forbid, if any of us ever need them, we're coming to you. <laughs> what, right, and what, I'm more than happy to share. <laughs> yeah. What what have what did your cancer teach you? Ooh. God, it's, that's, it's so many things. There's so many things. Um, and even, it's funny, because even talking about it right now is giving me even some some reminders of things mm-hmm. um, as we're talking about it. But um, I, think, I think a big one is to, um, to not lose faith. Mm-hmm. That, is, that, that, that is big. And and why I say that, I have to I have to digress a little bit. Mm-hmm. Why I say that is because um, even growing up, I was not from that family whose mom and dad was like, "Hey, we're going to church every Sunday. We're going to sit down. You can't listen to this kind of music." Mm-hmm. I didn't have that kind of experience, mm-hmm. not at all. I always had the experience and understanding for me that you know um, there is a creator, there is a higher being that that really is involved in your makeup and your spirit and, and who you are. But I think through this process, um, it certainly reminded me of that. And I think it even gave me a space to be more comfortable to share it with other people. Mm. And that, that, is just, that, that is just, it was never something that existed for me in the past. Um, 
yeah, it just it gave me it gave me a a, a renewed faith mm-hmm. in um, you know in my own kind of, of spirituality and um, and in people, you know, because you I I was in a position where I couldn't do anything, so I had to surrender myself to something. Mm-hmm. I had to surrender myself to the information that my doctors were giving me. I had yeah. to surrender myself to, you know, the help that my mom was was doing, you know, above and beyond what, what she was already offering and supporting to, mm-hmm. to our family. You mm-hmm. know, I had to, to surrender to, um, you know, my husband doing all that he could, um, plus some, while still trying to work and still trying to, to support his family and, and all those kinds of things. It definitely gave me a, a renewed faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another thing that that it has done is um, it. Believe it or not, even though I'm a psychologist, it made me um, get back in tune to who I am, and I'm still working on that. Still trying to figure that out, but I think it was a necessary wake up call mm-hmm. that. I had gotten into a space of um, being being content, but not necessarily um, pushing through to a greater level of progress. Mm-hmm. I was comfortable with the everyday. I was comfortable with the monotonous routine, um, and so I think that that was something else that that it taught me to 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 challenge myself. Mm-hmm. And I still, I, I struggle with that, you know, because we get comfortable. We're human. We get comfortable. Yeah. I don't, mm, I don't want to, I don't want to, look, I take the same route to work every day. I don't want to, I don't want to detour, right, <laughs> you know. Right. So, um, even, even uh, having to challenge myself in that regard, <clears throat> I think it was something else that, 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 that experience taught me. And, um, I, I think another one, um, which, which, which is a difficult one, and I still, to this day, fight with it, um, is being comfortable with how I look. Mm. To be comfortable with how I look. Um, you know, the, this, the, it changes you. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. this, this is a reality. You know, mm-hmm. my body mm-hmm. is altered. I experience things that I never had to experience before. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've lost all of my hair, even though I, I, you know, I wore my hair long growing up. I cut it off short in college. All you know, I, I did gamut, but you know, it's one thing to do it by choice, and it's another thing for it to happen because that's just what it is. Yeah. Um, but all of these things, and to just be able to live in that, um, it, it's helping me learn to do that. Because I'm in a different state, mm-hmm. and so that lesson of, hey, you know, even even today at, at 44, I'm not the same woman I was at 35. Mm-hmm. I'm not the same woman I was at 25. Surely not the same person I was at 20. So, you know, thank sometimes God. I think we're afraid. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, oh Lord, thank you. Uh, I know that. You know, sometimes we. We're afraid to move through those levels mm-hmm. because we don't know what it looks like, you yeah. know. But I think this experience has given me this faith to 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 really be okay. Like I, I'm okay with my age. People say, "Oh, you shouldn't say your age." That doesn't bother me. Do you know 
some of the stuff that I've been through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm glad I, to be I here. Care, I can care less <laughs> about that part, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but there's still that part, again, mm-hmm. of you still being human, of you still being a woman, a woman yeah. of you still having a certain level of vain or vanity, mm-hmm. you know, um, that, that still plays in your mind. And so uh, this has been a process for me of getting comfortable with my new me. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, playing back to that strong ebony and mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that ebony who would find different ways to get things done. If something has to get done, mm-hmm. you have to get done. That's not an option. And if, if it's not a straight path, okay, well then we got to figure out another one, even though it might be scary because you're so used to something being a certain way. Mm-hmm. But it, it really has taught me, taught me that. And, you know, and sometimes I forget it. Sometimes I forget that, you know, when, whether it's talking to my children, whether it's communicating with my husband, whether it's, you know, hey, staying in touch with my friends, all that, you know, you get into your routines and sometimes you forget about those things that are important. Yeah. So, but I think it, it was an experience that helped bring those things back to the top of my list and not, you know, somewhere in there. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing that stands out to me in what you said is when you, you you said it taught you to be comfortable with yourself. And, you know, even without cancer, we, women, we, we go through that. You know, we go through the changes in our bodies. Um, we we fight against it. You know, we, we try to, you know, maintain, like when you're talking about being in your 20s, um, I certainly okay. don't want to go back to my 20s at all. Um, but, uh, you know, but just, you know, (laughs) like ever, um, I mean, I did it, you know, it was a necessary means to an end and, you know, there were some, you know, highs and lows, but here we are. And so, um, happy to be here. And, um, but the thing that, that stands out is that, you know, as we go through the changes that our bodies naturally take, we, we are almost like we, we change in life. We go through these circumstances and situations and diagnoses like you know like like yours and and then we try to hold ourselves to these standards that are unrealistic we are changed women but we are trying to hold on to this external and it doesn't match up like we you know we, we we're mature you know there are certain things that take place in a woman's body that are beautiful, um, that, you know, mm-hmm. that change over time and, but, but society doesn't let us have it. And I think, right. I think, and, and you may feel differently, but I'm, this is me, um, from the outside looking in and how I observe you. I think you're more beautiful now than you ever were with those changes that I know about. Um, right. you're being able to be comfortable in it and just be you. That's that honestly, and and I'm not just saying because you're my friend, but it is very inspirational. Yeah. It is very inspirational because it's a thing that we struggle with as, as women, but to be able to look at another woman who has had to go through such a change in metamorphosis and now be like, Hey, you know, this is it. This is how I am. And, um, I mean, there are times even, um, I'll share this with you. Like, 
I would be in your presence and I would just be staring at you. Know, I don't know if you ever noticed that. And I'm like, why is she staring at me? Okay, so now I'm gonna start looking at everything. Why is she staring at me? But I'm gonna need you to stop staring. <laughs> but but the reason is because you're so comfortable in your own skin, and it's just it's very very attractive. Like you know, just you 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 don't overload yourself with makeup and no, and no shade to anyone who has fun with makeup but right. you wear your skin and it's beautiful I'm like right. oh you know she's just, just like naturally beautiful you know um thank you yeah. well, look let truth be told I just never really learned how to do makeup <laughs> <laughs> well it works for you you know what I mean but you're beautiful even as a teenager yeah. I I can look at one of my high school pictures, and I'm like, why do I have one turquoise eyeliner and some <laughs> lip gloss that does not match at all? Well, back then it was the fuchsia. You know, so it was that, uh, what was it called? Yeah. That, I oh. forgot what it's called. Um, but yeah, the fuchsia and the blue eyeliner, that's what was popping. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. I'm trying to, that's a shame, because I'm really, I'm really about to show myself, but I was really trying to think of the number lip gloss that you could yeah, buy. Yeah, that's what it was. I, was I cannot think of the number. I want to say it was 35 or 39, but yes, it was that fuchsia, that hot pink. The hot pink. Yes, <laughs> yes that was, that was the color. That blue eyeliner. But, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know why, oh I don't know what that was about, but yeah, that was the thing. I, there are some fans that we should just never partake Right. <laughs> Or the um, the dark. Um, remember the outlining the lips in the like black pencil. Oh yeah, yeah. You would wear like red lipstick mm. and outlining it black. Why? Black. I don't know Who what that, that was for. <laughs> Who started that? That somebody ought Crazy. to be ashamed. Now see clearly, they didn't have phenomenal women around. Here. That's somebody right. Said that that was not okay. Right. Where were the phenomenal women in their lives? Right. Where were the phenomenal women right at that moment? <laughs> Oh my gosh! But but yeah, just to but, but I, I but, appreciate that. Yeah, of course. But I think um, just to get back to what I was trying to say that about what you said, I it sounds like it that your experience liberated you in some in that's what I'm I feel like I'm interpreting from what you said. Like it liberated you from the pressure mm-hmm. of you know, external, um, value systems, like, you know. And I, and I think that in all fairness, it did to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the external things, like for, for me, I am not one who, I, I, my hair, I, I'm just, I, I don't fall into that category Mm -hmm. of, you know, I have to have hair or I have to have expenses or I, I, uh, my, I will cut my hair off in a minute, um, you know, mm-hmm. it, whether it was because I had to embrace it from, from literally being completely bald. I mean, bald. I don't know, but it, it doesn't bother me at all, you know. Um, but the external, it, it did help in that regard. But don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I have my moment. Right. You know, yeah. I have right. my days, you know, where... Hey, I, I can I can be truthful and say there are, there are times where in the summertime I hate the summertime. Why? Because that's when everyone wants to wear tank tops, mm. and that's when everybody wants to wear bathing suits. Right. And I have to rearrange my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Not that I can't wear 
tank tops and bathing suits, right. you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, no, it's not going to be the same type of bathing suit that I would have bought. Hello? Yeah. You know, yeah. post-diagnosis. Post right. You know? So there are still those moments where, on occasion, yes, I do still succumb to some of the pressures mm-hmm. that are put there. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, again, I, I, I try to work through them. I do as best I can, you know, and, and when I fall short, I fall short, and I, you know, as my husband say, I pick yourself up because we can't vacation there. That's right. And I, I try to do that. I try to do that, you know. I may not be successful in that moment, but I'll get there, yeah. and I'm okay with that, you know. But that's, that's, again, part of the part of the journey. Part of the journey, part of your journey, part of being a woman. Yeah. Yep, part of being exactly. a woman. Exactly. Okay, well, um, wow, thank you so much for for sharing all of what you have shared with me and my listeners and being so vulnerable. I have one final question for you. Sure, okay. And it is, um, what do you think COVID-19 is teaching us? Ooh, yes. We are in the midst of this, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that it's teaching us <laughs> um, a few things. I, I hope that it's giving us a different appreciation for family mm-hmm. and spending time together and being able to, to press a pause button. Mm-hmm. Um, those things have happened in these past seven or eight weeks by someone else having to tell us to do it. And I hope, myself included, that it's something that I can do when I know that it's needed. Um, There's something about this process that feels good Mm -hmm. about spending more time with family. Hey, Flat out saving money because I'm not doing a lot of things that I was doing before. Yeah. Um, and a, a different appreciation, even though I'm in the school setting every single day, a different appreciation for our teachers. Um, Amen but I to think that. For me, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but I, I think for me personally, um, it has given me, yet again, another example of you can do something that you thought you could. Mm-hmm. I would have never imagined having to, to quote unquote, homeschool my, my four children from grades 10 through 10 there, mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. while working at the same time because I'm in the school setting so I still have things that still need to be done. Um, you know, on top of still trying to find time for you, because everybody is now in this one space. Right. Um, so, you know, I think overall that that this process has just, um, it has really taught me, again, the importance of, of spending time, family, and recognizing when it's time to say we need to take a break, to mm-hmm. unplug, as people would say. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think, I think I, I, I think I used to unplug, but now I'm realizing maybe I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And so it's funny because now I'm sitting here and I, I think to myself, no, I don't know that, that you were actually unplugged. Um, but, you know, these, these last few weeks, I can say differently. So, trying to get in real fast and come on back out whatever it may be but um, mm-hmm. that's something else I see but I'm hoping that those are things that people learn from this uh, pandemic and what we're all experiencing and we're experiencing it together so try and make the best of it absolutely and I, I would piggyback on you about the, the kindness I, I know um, <clears throat> we live in a new community um, we, we shifted uh, moved <laughs> bought another house uh, last year and um, we've been here a year and for the longest time I felt that the community was very cold you know like oh you know they don't, okay. these people don't speak you know but um, I, I've learned to give a little grace because um, I'm realizing that I'm, I live in a wonderful community but everybody's just busy trying to navigate their lives you know they just right. we're all guilty of being right. very um, introverted because we're so busy trying to run here, there, practice, work, get dinner, go to, and, and they're just doing the best they can. But now that we've all had to sit down a little bit, when I go outside and I take a walk, nothing but kindness, nothing but kindness, right. very warm community. So um, I would agree with you. And um, on that, I would like to thank you so much for being a guest on Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. Well, thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. This was fun. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. I believe that every woman gifts the universe with her own strengths and unique characteristics. Simply because she is born, the universe benefits. Every woman is growing, learning, and evolving. On this channel, Only positive seeds are sown, no matter how flawed the soil. Take care and have a phenomenal Wednesday.